All right, so this is an episode that I did with uh, Brittany Carino, who is, uh, she has a podcast for her own, which is called Brawling Babes of Brittany. She features uh, female athletes, uh, female fighters, and in bare knuckle and MMA, and uh, she also does uh, some announcing work uh, with uh, BYB, I believe, and uh, uh, some promotional work as well. Her uh, husband is a, a fighter as well, so... In this episode, we kind of focused on her podcast, but also talked about some of the projects she's working on in the MMA space. So this is uh, Brittany Carino out of uh, Denver, Colorado. Brittany, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, good. So I kind of want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to people who may not, if they aren't familiar with you. I appreciate that. I am Brittany I uh, run a female-focused combat sports channel called Brawlin' Babes with Brittany. Um, I have been a longtime fan and friend of many different fight communities, Um, and I am looking to give females a platform um, to share their story, to promote their fights, um, and, and just to really hype the females of the combat world up. Now... When did you first start? Because you say it's been a long time. Let's kind of go back and kind of look at when your show was conceived and when you first started getting the sport. Oh, my show just started in right. August this year, actually. Um, I, though, have been a friend and fan of the community of Bare Knuckle, of MMA, um, you know, jiu-jitsu for a while now. Um, many five, six years. I'm by no means an athlete myself. Uh, my husband uh, used to compete. Um, he, he was a mixed martial artist himself, had 11 fights, and um, has since found a passion in managing athletes. Um, he owns um, uh, Knuckle Up Combat Agency and um, works with a lot of bare knuckle athletes, but some MMA ones as well. Um, and so, you know, we've just really been involved. And so I, I just have seen this lack of, you know, and mind you, there's a lot of really great shows out there. And a lot of them, you know, some of them are female focused. Uh, but I just really kind of wanted to step it up a notch and bring something at a higher volume for people to, to be able to, you know, either watch live or go back and watch later at their convenience. Now, when did you, I mean, I know you said you started in February. What was... Were you sitting around one day and said you wanted to do it? Was it something you've been thinking about a long time? Yeah, it's something that's been lingering in the back of my mind for a long time, actually. I um, I was very blessed and honored to be a co-host for Knuckle Up uh, Media, Knuckle Up Podcast, um, back in 2020. I was able to travel with them a little bit, um, and I fell in love with it. I just, I have a knack for you know, talking to people. I have a really high, very sociable energy about me. So it just comes naturally, quite honestly. Um, and, and so when that sort of ended and, and went on, you know, different paths, I sat back for a little while and I watched a lot of these other shows. And, and you know, I said, there's just something missing. We need a female for female kind of focus out there, you know, girls are so competitive against each other and they can be really hurtful and hateful towards each other. Um, but 
you know, I, I'm really trying to change the stigma on all of that, you know, as, as females, you know, yes, you have to compete in the cage or in the ring or in the squared circle or wherever you need to compete. But, you know, the world is against us enough as it is like we need to hype each other up. And so that's what I'm here to do. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not an athlete, but I'm a great promoter. I'm a great marketer. I have, like I said, a gift for gab. So I was like, excuse my language, but fuck it. Let's just, you know, hit the ground running with it and see what comes of it, you know? And I was, I had put my feelers out there, you know, because this kind of life isn't cheap and it takes a lot of time away from friends and family and other things. And, and so I did, I put my feelers out there to see if anybody would want to be a part of this and do this with me. I'm, I'm just one person. I can't do it by myself. The equipment, the software, the, you know, the streaming services and the fees and the, you know, cameras and editing software, just all of it, it, it adds up. And I, I was really blessed. Um, Dave Trujillo and the All Angles Boxing and Combat Sports Channel said, yes, we want to be a part of this. Um, Den City Plumbing and Construction, HKA USA, and Just Blaze Clothing Company all were like, fuck yeah, Brittany, let's do this. Let's do it. And we want to be on your team. And I, I can't tell you, like, it's been overwhelmingly positive feedback through and through. And I'm just so grateful that I pulled the trigger on this. Like from you guys over here at the Todd Atkins show to, um, the fighting now, I mean, you, I'm so grateful to that the community has welcomed brawling babes with open arms because these girls have a lot to say. And you know, my show is always open for them to say what they need to. Now, what did your husband think of it? I mean, obviously, he's involved in sport. What do you think about you doing this? Um, my So we are like the yin and the yang. You know what I mean? Like, I am that outgoing personality. Um, and he is more of that sits back and watches kind of guy. And um, and he said, do it. You know, he he's behind anything I, I set my mind to. I, you know, I've, I'm really goal driven and, and, um, very determined person and so he knows like even if you told me Brittany this is a terrible idea I'm still gonna try I'm still gonna try <laughs> it doesn't like you know what I mean like I was just raised like that like 10 people are gonna tell me no well watch me watch me tell you yes you know what I'm saying so it just is what it is and so you know he's he's grateful you know and he's he's like I can't even keep up with <laughs> what show is when and where and you know, it's, it's great, man. He loves it. He's asked me to even, um, he signed a couple of new fighters and he was like, why don't we get them on brawling babes and get them some? And I'm like, whatever, man, like I won't seek the men, but if they come to me, then they come to me. You know what I mean? So no, he's, he's definitely behind it. He's, he's a great sport. I uh, bless his heart for putting up with me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> How many fighters does he manage? Um, so he's got six, man, don't quote me on this, but six maybe? Just roughly. Yeah, How many? At, at least six to seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't have a huge roster, but that's plenty to keep somebody busy. Right. That's enough to keep. Now, is he mostly involved with Baron? Are you two? Or him especially, is he mostly involved with bare knuckle or? Um, mo 
mostly, yes. We do work with a little bit of boxing, and I say we, but just because we're a family, I, you know, have to hear him about his, and he hears me about mine. Um, but he does work mostly with bare knuckle, but he does um, deal with a little bit of boxing and a little bit of MMA too. Now, was he in, or both of you sort of, were you both kind of in the infancy of bare knuckle, or did you come in a little bit after? Um, I would say we came in, in that, like that weird gap of like, not infancy, but not yet adolescence of bare knuckle. You know what I mean? Like around probably BKFC. I mean, we'd, we'd watched a couple of BKB cards, um, you know, and, and seen some of that. And that was really just, you know, game changing. Like, holy cow, this is fucking cool. And then when the BKFC, and I mean, don't get me wrong, we've heard of BYB, and yes, you know, we were watching some of that, because um, it's free to watch on YouTube, so we were following up with that too, but, you know, BKFC, we really started becoming active in the community, probably around, he started watching before I did, so I would say probably about around BKFC 11, 12 is when I started, like, oh yeah, this is awesome, and then uh, Knuckle Mania was the first event I attended live. I haven't yet been to a, BK, a BYB event live, but I'm hoping that'll change within the next six to 12 months. Now, is Bare Knuckle in your area? Is that why you guys got interested in it, or how did that come about? Oh, actually, so we're in Denver, Colorado, and it actually just became legal here within this year. Um, so we did a lot of traveling, even throughout COVID, um, going to Florida because they were open. Um, I was announcing up in Wyoming because Wyoming was open during the pandemic. Um, so we did, we actually did quite a bit of traveling and luckily enough safely um, during all of that. So um, Mississippi twice. I was in Alabama for, I think it was BKFC 17 when Bobo and Zach Kalmus fought. Um, and then Florida several times. So, yeah, no, no none here yet. Uh, the BKFC is opening up Colorado uh, with the first bare knuckle event. Um, I mean, there's been some bare knuckle events as far as like Lethway fights and stuff here before, but nothing like this. Um, and they're coming to Denver on October 15th. I just made the schedule and put my PTO day on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think bare knuckle is pretty interesting because. They kind of, I would say they kind of do things quietly, but they have made big signings, you know, Absolutely. and they had the event in, in uh, England. So they've been in Thailand, you know, I watched that event. So it's like they're doing big things, but kind of not putting themselves out there to be like a lot of them, a lot of promotions maybe do something the wrong way. They get judged or whatever. Right. Bare doesn't seem to be doing that. Yep. <clears throat> I agree. They um, they are a little bit more quiet about their moves, which is, I mean, it has its pros and its cons, like anything else in the world does. You know, uh, it's it makes it hard as you know a content creator and and journalist to be able to book flights and get the time off of work because I mean, I'm, hey, I'm here now. You know what I mean? You know, and and to plan for the kids and stuff like that when they don't announce a car, but maybe a month ahead of time. So it, it does 
you know, make it difficult for fans and, and, and media to that extent. But I understand it, you know, moving silently, you know, can make some of the biggest waves and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're doing it and they're doing it right. I, kudos to the BKFC and BYB. BYB is, I mean, they are really changing the game. They are co-promoting with BKB now. They are putting on, and mind you, the BKFC tried to do it with uh, Paige Van Zant and Teresa Sagala and, on their London card, but that fight got scratched. So BYB is now putting on two bare knuckle fights female fights in England um, with Miranda Barber, Jamie Dry. I mean, like four women are going to make history for BYB and bare knuckle in England. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Like I get little kid Christmas excited over it, you know, like these girls are making history and I, I'm so happy for them. Now, are you more drawn to the bare knuckle fighting than maybe like mixed martial arts or or no? No, not necessarily, because okay. I love mixed martial arts in the sense of I like watching elbows and knees being thrown. I like the extravagant, you know, spinning back fists and, and, and just the, you know, even the jujitsu part of it all and just being able to wrestle and unwrestle and untangle yourselves out of situations like, holy cow, that's mind blowing. So not necessarily, no. Um, Bare Knuckle has taken uh, the combat world just by storm, man. Like, mm -hmm. they are blowing up. So it makes it, and because it is so new, it makes it, in a sense, easier to create content, you know. Um, but I, Brawl and Babes is not focused on one sport or the other. I'm actually talking to a couple of girls on Monday and Tuesday who are um, – they're performing for um, Rolling the Cage Six out in Oklahoma City, I believe. Um, and so that's awesome. They're going to be doing some wrestling, some jujitsu, some MMA uh, type work out there. So, no, it's I'm definitely not focused on bare knuckle because, and I mean that that world is so overwhelmed with new content creators all the time. Yeah, that's a good question. She's asking, what do you yeah. think about? Simshai and Buckow move into bare knuckle fighting. I mean, I'll let you answer that. I, I've already talked about it some on my show, but yeah, yeah so I think it's um, I think it's a good move. I think you know moving out of Muay Thai uh, definitely is different than just moving out of MMA specifically because there is a lot more striking involved with Muay Thai than just mixed martial artists um, and these UFCers and stuff. And don't get me wrong, they have great striking ability too. But I think it's pretty cool. You could tell though, like even Bacall hurt his hand. It's it's a whole different ball game with bare knuckle. You know, you're if you're not precise and accurate with your punches, you can hurt your hand. So there is a lot of precision that needs to come with your striking in bare knuckle. Uh, it is a safer sport in the sense that there's going to be less CTE cases coming out of bare knuckle too, because with no padding on your hand, you're not going to hit as hard on somebody's head because then you're risking hitting like back of the heads and the spots that are going to break your hand. So, um, so no, I, I, I think it's a good move for Muay Thai fighters. Um, I think MMAers who don't have 
a striking background definitely need to take some boxing classes and get their footwork and some precision down um, because it's not an easy sport. Like, and it's definitely ain't, this is not for the weak hearted. There's a lot of cuts and with cuts comes scar tissue and with scar tissue comes more cuts. So a lot of blood, definitely a lot of blood in bare knuckle. Um, but a, when, per, when precise, safer, in my opinion. Yeah, Buckeye is someone who's near and dear to me. I mean, I lived in Japan from 2002 to 2005. That was kind of right when he started to come in, in K1 Max. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw him fight God knows how many times. <clears throat> and so I was very familiar with him when he was young. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was great when Bare Knuckle signed him. That's kind of what I was talking about. You know, they, they made some big signings without, you know, being too combative or whatever you know, which is, I don't mind if the promotions are combative personally, but what I'm saying is they, they're not being controversial while they're doing, they're just kind of tapping little here, here. So I thought it was really cool. I watched the fight, you know, he's so seasoned, um, Buckeye that, uh, yeah, I, it'll be interesting. What I want to look at is, will they be able to keep these guys busy or, you know, at least have them fight a few times each year, you know, then, you know, okay, this is a guy we've signed. He's going to perform in our event. That's what I want to see. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like that that's where I, as a fan, struggle with fanning hard for BKFC is because they end up benching some of these. And not intentionally, maybe, but because they have such a big roster now, you know, they're, they're, these guys are sitting sometimes six months or more. Mm -hmm. And, you know... This is their this is their dinner that's on the on the line here. You know, these guys want to eat. These girls want to perform, and and everybody wants to get paid to do what they love to do. So you know, I'd like to see. And don't get me wrong, the BKFC is putting on way more events than anybody else as far as bare knuckle goes. But I'd like to see. I mean, especially with how many states are open, maybe branching and opening divisions like your Midwest division and your East Coast division and then a South division and then having multiple events in the month but like a little bit I don't, I don't know I don't know I don't know I'm it's not my job No, that makes sense what you're saying you know kind of like the you know you could have like a southern champion a Midwestern champ that makes a lot of sense actually yeah, it's it's just an idea, you know, and they're doing a great job by all means. Like, I couldn't do what they do. It is not an easy job. I'm very good friends with my boxing promoter out here. I'm a ring announcer for Airtight Boxing here in Denver, Colorado, too. Mm. And and so I, I get it. It is not an easy job. And it is it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, yeah, just do this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, hmm, okay. But... There's just potential. That's that's all I can say. You know, there's there's a lot of potential, and I hope that they, you know, grab the bull by the horns and just go. Yeah, because I, I, what I when I saw him sign Buck, I was like, thinking, okay, is he just gonna fight in Thailand? Is this gonna be like maybe one time? If I see him compete more, then that means okay. They the one thing that I wanted to see was after they had the fight with Polly and Artem Lobov, where it was the only event that day. I felt like they didn't capitalize on everyone watched it, but then you got to do something right after. And they did, there was nothing after that was the one thing I thought, but I thought them like signing Michael Venom page to fight a, 
um, what's that guy's Mike. name? Yeah, Mike Perry. I thought that was very yeah. interesting. I thought the fight was interesting. Yeah. You know, it was a big signing to do when you're doing a fight in uh, the UK. So yeah. they've done these things that are very interesting for sure. And Absolutely. they're doing it a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know? they really are. And, you know, I, I think with the combined world of bare knuckle, you know, what BKFC is doing here in the States and what BYB is doing here as well as co-promoting across the world, you know, I think it's, it's really all just going to catapult the bare knuckle world further. Now, when you're looking at bare knuckle versus like UFC type um, events, where do you see, in your opinion, kind of the growth for bare knuckle uh, do you think it's going to be difficult, or, you know, because of the, some people look at it and say, okay, it's too bloody, blah, blah, blah. What do you think as far as that goes? No, I definitely think it is the next UFC. Um, I think, you know, especially with these younger generations and how they love their violent gaming and things like that, you know, I don't think it's going to be an issue, you know, for the younger generations. Now the older guys who are, you know, more traditional and, and more into, you know, the gloved boxing and things like that. Sure. I can see the older generations, you know, being harder to snatch up, but these young kids, you know, that's, that's what they love to see is they want to see blood. They want to see violence. They want to see the, you know, they want to see the gore of it all. Yeah. I, I mean, that's all that's on TV really anymore these days, you know, um, so no, I, I do think it's going to be the next biggest combative sport in America, you know, and maybe across the world. I think the rest of the world might take a little bit longer to, to jump that hard UFC style hard, but definitely in America, I think, uh, I think it's going to take hold and just go even I yeah, somewhere. I think it could be more of a competitor for boxing. Right. Yeah. I, you would think, you know, I've, I've talked to boxers who are like, no, I'll never take the gloves off. And then some who are like, yeah, maybe at the end of my career, you know, and that's understandable, too, because longevity out of your career is is what you need the most for the best payday at the end of the day. And that's what these guys are looking to do. But I mean, I've even talked to my promoter again, Steve Mestis. He was like, no, nah, fuck bare knuckle. That's stupid. And again, I apologize for my language, you guys. But, you know. And he said, I, no, I'll never get on board with that. That's stupid, blah, blah, blah. And even now he's fought watching it and following it and stuff. And, and even throwing out the idea of maybe throwing a bare knuckle card on one of his boxing events and seeing mm -hmm. how that, you know, the crowd reacts to that and, 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 and takes that in. So who knows, you know, it, it just opens the doors for so much potential and so much there's possibilities are endless. Yeah. I think they could come at it from a standpoint of look this is what real like extreme version of boxing but it's really what boxing is you know this is it's the same thing we're doing maybe there's a little more clinching but this is the same thing you're just watching a a lesser version of it in the right. regular form of boxing and they can get people to fight i mean um i just had a, a guy on my show last guy i had we were talking about canelo was talking about how he doesn't want to fight david benavidez I mean, what? Since when did these guys decide who they fight? You know, they you become the champion. You take on all the guys that are the best contender to fight you. And I think bare knuckle can 
capitalize on that as well because they can make the fights. Absolutely. They definitely can. There's, there's fighters out there who are hungry and love the idea of this, you know, who were, you know, in a, in a sense raised on the streets and took up boxing as either a form of self-defense or an outlet for, you know, home stressed life. And, and, you know, so BKB doesn't do clinch in their promotion. You cannot clinch in BKB. Um, which is over there in England, but in BKFC and in BYB over here in the States, you can. So, you know, in that sense, you do get a little bit more of that brawler, you know, dirty fight kind of boxing style. And it's, it's just a beautiful art form to watch. Like, I love it. Yeah, I think uh, that was something that made the Malinaji versus Lobov fight interesting. I don't think people realize that when you can hold and hit, it can take a guy who's not as experienced versus a very experienced boxer and be a real uh, game changer in the fight. And it was. Absolutely. And that's where the Muay Thai comes into play because you can get those different mm-hmm. locks that, because some are illegal, some different, you know, holds and, and locks in the clinch are, are, you know, you shouldn't do and they're illegal or will get broken up. But a lot of them, if you get it just right, you can hold and just, get that uppercut and get it in there and lay that work and put that damage on, you know, damage isn't always going to win you the fight. It's going to be strikes. It's going to be points. So it's going to be all of those things, which also brings me to another point. Like so many more States are doing this open scoring, you know, that the judges are just letting their, the, the fighters know, you know, if you won the round or not. And I, I love that because it, I think it makes the fight most times will make the fight, you know, better in the long run because nobody wants to lose if you know you're down run you got to turn it up and if you know you're up you better be ready for your opponent to turn it up and so i'm just excited for it all you know i'm excited to see if bkfc uses the open scoring here in colorado because that's new too here it's it's a whole new ball game man combat sports is changing i'm fucking excited Now, let's talk about some of the other things, because you mentioned some of these, some of the other things you've done outside of your podcast, because you said you do some announcing, and let's talk about some of that. So, I, again, going back to the um, Knuckle Up Media guys, Clay Teal um, had his first boxing fight. He's, you know, he's a podcaster, and he said, you know, if I'm going to talk about combat sports I should at least try one time just to say I did it the one time and um, and he trained he worked really hard he fought a really tough opponent he ended up getting a concussion even but he did also propose to his soon-to-be wife um, but fiance right after he won the fight Um, and so when my husband was arranging the fight with my promoter now Steve Mestis um, I asked Steve I said listen I you know I just been running my mouth this whole time saying, Oh yeah, I'll be the next Bruce Buffer. Oh yeah, I can do that. Watch me get out there and do that. And, you know, naysayers again, Oh, whatever. You're not going to go ever do that. No, nope, she's not going to do that. No. Nope, uh-uh. And so it's like, I love proving people wrong. <laughs> like that's what drives me. And so I said, you know what, Steve, can I just do Clay's fight? I don't want any other fight on the card. Just let me announce Clay's. It's his one fight. He probably might never fight again. You know, and I probably might never announce again. Let me just have this one fight. And he's like, fine, fuck it, take it. And so I did, and I, you know, was a nervous wreck, and it was awful. 
quite honestly, but I did it. <laughs> I was so excited over it and it was so exhilarating and I loved every second of it and then never thought about it again until I seen Steve post that he needed an announcer. And so I was like, yo, I got you. And the rest is history, man. Like I've just been rolling with Steve ever since. He's a great guy. Um, puts on, he tries to do at least one event a month, um, but he actually did three in August. So he took September and most of October off and we're going to be back um, at the Stampede in Aurora, Colorado on October 21st um, for the Reloaded uh, boxing event. So I'm excited. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a title on the line for, for Airtight 2 at that card. So it'll be a really fun night. How many events have you announced? Oh, boy. A dozen, probably. Oh, wow. So yeah, 12-ish. 15 maybe so do you think announcing <laughs> is more is it just that you're doing both of these things or maybe is are you trying to go more in an announcing direction or more of a content direction or is it just uh, both a little bit of uh, honestly i'd love to be able to quit this place and be able to just do both full time you know if if that's what's in my cards then that's the route i'll take i would love to be able to just do both full time um but I, you know, I'll create content as long as content's there to be made. And as long as Steve needs me, I'll be ready to announce for him. You know, there's not a lot of females with my level of energy who are announcers. And so it brings a whole new perspective to, to the ring, to the, you know, to the fight world. And, and it's a lot of fun. And, and I've gotten a lot of really good feedback from there, too. So I... I'm just looking for growth, quite honestly, in, in myself and in the sport. That's the end goal, to see it all continue to grow. Now, maybe talk about some of the guests you have coming up, like this next week, perhaps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got a whole list ready for you. Um, so uh, this evening at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time, I'm talking to Courtney Cameron, who is a Denver local she is making her professional debut and her bare knuckle debut for the BKFC against Crystal Pittman um, here on October 15th. So I'm going to be talking to her. She has a really impressive amateur record. Um, I'm going to ask her why she waited so long to go pro. What, you know, what was her final like button pusher that made her go pro and, and just, you know, pick her brain and, and, you know, let the community get to know her a little bit better. I know her on a more of a personal level. Her and I have been friends for several years now. Um, so she's a really sweet, sweet girl, biggest heart. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the community and, you know, the bare knuckle world to meet her. Um, then tomorrow, starting at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I'm talking to Amber. I might screw up some of these names, and I really apologize. I'm terrible at this. But Amber McNally Nicholas, who's doing the Roll in the Cage 6 event in Oklahoma. At 1.30, I'm talking to Miranda Barber, um, who's fighting for the super welterweight title in England for BYB. So she's one of the four girls who are making history for bare knuckle in England. Um, then at 2 p.m., I'm talking to another girl who's making history for BYB in England, Jamie Driver. She's fighting um, Sonia Drelling. I talked to Sonia last week. And then at 7 p.m., I'm talking to Coach 
D, Coach Danielle. She is a female boxing coach here out of uh, Denver, Colorado, and is just an amazing woman doing amazing things with these kids and the community around her. And she just has so much to share and knowledge to give to the world. Like, I'm so excited to talk to her. Then on Tuesday, I've got two. I've got Bethany Christ, who's doing the role in the Cage Six. And then at 1.30, Chula Chivara, who we all know at Combate. So um, a full, this is my weekend. Like, I work Wednesday through Sunday here at the old hill in the wall. And uh, I use my weekend to knock out as many shows as I can, man. Like, and I, you know, 30 minutes-ish. Sometimes they go over. Sometimes they go under. But, you know, I try to read my guest and, and give them the time that they, you know, they want. But it's it's hard to keep focus, especially in this TikTok seven second real world, more than that half hour. Um, so I try to keep it about that length. Yeah, I mean, I've had some of those people on my show, you know, and I do some stuff of Rosalind um, Chavera. So, yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You're going to have all those people on. And maybe... You know, as we're winding down, maybe you could talk to people about where they can find your stuff, because I know you're on a few different things. I am, yeah. All over social media. I have um, a Brawlin' Babes with Brittany account on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I, my personal Facebook is Brittany Carino, C-A-R-R-E-N-O. And my um, personal Instagram handle is uh, just plain Brittany 303. It's all three words with the 303 at the end. And then on TikTok, too, I'm just plain Brittany 303. Um, so that's how you can find me and follow me. Shoot me a message if you want to schedule an interview, if you want to hype an upcoming fight, if you just want to tell your story. My DMs are always open. I am booking out into October um, already. And, and I'm just grateful, like I said, for the for the experience and, and the overwhelming positivity that the community has shown for Brawl and Babes. It's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, yeah, maybe I can put some people your way if you don't, that maybe Absolutely. you don't know about. Yeah, keep sending them my way. I love <laughs> it. Um, and if I haven't messaged you, because I know there's one more girl I've got to talk to fighting for BYB, um, who's, who's going to be fighting, um, Miranda. So I've got to reach out to her and get her in before that event happens. But, um, yeah, I, I any and all the, you know, the extra content and, and people who want to talk, I'm down for, you know, I never say no, even to the boys. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you probably got to get to work or whatever, but I appreciate you taking the time. It's great to talk to you and Everybody check out Brawlin' Babes. Awesome. No, I, I appreciate you. You know, like, I, I'm honored that you have shared your platform. You've worked really hard to build this. Um, so, you know, I'm really grateful to you, Todd. I, I can't thank you enough. Time is one of the one things in this world we will never get back. So I appreciate you sharing yours with me. No, thank you very much. I appreciate sharing time, too. Absolutely. You have a great day. We'll talk soon. You, too. Nice meeting you. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. All right. So if you want to follow Brittany on Instagram, it's brawling.babes.with.brittany. And uh, if you want to follow me, as always, it's uh, the underscore Todd underscore Atkins underscore show. And I would also appreciate if you subscribe to my YouTube. Uh, I need more subscribers on YouTube. And uh, 
as always, I appreciate anyone who takes time to listen to the podcast, and uh, I'll be bringing more episodes to you. Uh, as always, take care.